0: You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy... Thursday, everyone. week is almost over. We are almost at the weekend. I can't wait. Yesterday in Boston, it was about 46 degrees. The snow was melting. I actually, you know, as many of you know, I'm a Boston guy at heart. I was outside in a t-shirt and jeans at one point after work, and I'm like, this is this is it feels like spring. It feels like it's almost here. I know we have the month of March and March in, in the northeast can be a little bit uh up and down, but it it just felt like spring was almost here. So, you know, we got baseball, BC baseball's back as I said earlier. They swept Charleston Southern. They're playing Duke this weekend. Duke is number 25 in the country. Can't wait for that series. We'll be getting into that tomorrow show. And speaking of tomorrow's show, I want to do a mailbag and I want your questions. So what I want you to do is hit me up on Twitter at ajblack_bc underscore BC or at at BulletinBC on Twitter. If you are not on Twitter and you just rather email me, you can email me at bostoncollegesi at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on Instagram if that's your thing too. Uh, That is bostoncollegesi as well. So just a small plug. If you have not checked out all the last week and a half of episodes, I have put together so much information on this coaching search. I've talked about uh, different candidates. I've talked about the process. I've talked about coaching firm searches yesterday. I am talking about everything basketball-related heading up into this coaching decision. And if you've not listened, all you need to do is go back in the archive, hit play. They're about 25 minutes each. you get got a couple hours, maybe if you're uh, – taking a trip to go skiing this weekend or just hanging out at home, you can you can crank through all of those episodes. So check out uh, our archives to hear some of um, my talk about the, the coaching search. Now, on today's show, we have some things that we need to get into. I want to throw in some football talk. It's been a little while since I've really jumped in and talked football, and uh, that's a big thing coming down. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we have Uh, spring football starting and then on March 26th I got confirmed that's the uh, pro day so we have that as well so we're going to talk a little bit about football I have a a topic I want to discuss we're going to also talk about one more um, basketball related candidate and it's a name that people have been asking about it's going to be Tommy Amaker and then the final segment I want to talk about BC basketball in a general sense I want to look at what What should be the kind of goal for this program? And obviously you can't just say national championships. You need to think of what are some specific things that Boston college should be looking for with this program and with this coach as kind of the markers of where this team should be going. So that'll be my third topic. Uh, So let's kick this off with some football talk. Now spring football, as I just said is around the corner. And with that, it comes spring practice, obviously. And you know, this year is going to be very different for Boston College because, as we've talked about, they have a ton of players returning that were not, um, on the books before to be on the roster. So you got guys like Travis Levy and Ben Petrula, Alec Lindstrom, Mike Palmer, all these returning players coming back because of the NCAA rules around the 2020 season. Now, they allowed them to come back and get that extra year of eligibility. So part of me goes into the spring football piece of, of the year going, it's not going to be a really great opportunity for youngsters or the younger players on this team to jump up and make a, make a name for themselves because there aren't that many open spots for the Eagles, right? You look up and down the roster. So, you got a few spots, on, you have obviously the, the uh, tight end position, you have a couple linebackers, you have a defensive end and maybe some defensive tackle positions, and that's about it. You know, y- your wide receivers are pretty much locked down, your quarterback is locked down. You have all of your defensive backs. I guess you could probably say they could battle a little bit. But where are the battles gonna go for this for this um, this football team this spring? So here's some position battles that I am looking forward to seeing. and some of them are changing as we go along. The first big one I can't wait is the running back position. Now with David Bailey entering the transfer portal, we talked about that last week, and the addition of Alex Sinkfield, there could be a battle for that starting uh, running back position. So you go into spring ball, there are probably three big names you're going to want to watch for. You're going to watch for Patrick Garwo, Travis Levy, and Alex Sinkfield. And Now, they all bring different uh, skill sets. I've talked about that before, too, right? So, you know, Patrick Garwo is a little bit more of a physical back. He has more explosiveness, though. Uh, Travis Levy seems like a third down back, and Alex Sinkfield is that home run uh, running back. Now, who in that group, Boston College will probably get a guy that's going to get 20 carries. Who will it be? So that'll be something to watch. How well does Sinkfield um, and he may not even be there yet, so that should be fair to say that too but even the other guys, even if Sinkfield, take Sinkfield out of this. You also have Lewis Bond and Xavier Coleman also there as well. Does a name kind of pop up already this spring? Um, even if Sinkfield is not part of those practices. So keep an eye on that one. Now the linebacker one, that, that and the next one are my, the two that I, I find absolutely fascinating. So at linebacker, obviously Boston College lost Isaiah McDuffie and they lost Max, Max Richardson to the draft. Who is going to fill those two spots And so Jaden Lars would be, you know, he could. We don't know what he's going to do. We don't know yet. Obviously, Isaiah Graham Mobley, from everything I've heard, will be a starter day one. But what about some of the other guys that are on the roster? Obviously, last year, it was just so heavy on Max Richardson and Isaiah McDuffie. You didn't get to talk about some of those other kids. And I think it's fair to say, like, many of them were hurt. You know, Joe Sparacio was out. Vinny De Palma was out. They missed all of that year. So you can get to see what they could do in Jeff Halfley's defense. So that's a position battle I think that's going to be really interesting to see. See which players kind of jump up and get into, you know, a better position come some- – before the summer starts, uh, so there's a whole bunch of names. Well, how will Hugh Davis look? How will Bryce Steele? Will he kind of fit in? Um, so, linebacker is another position that I think is going to be really interesting to watch. Now, the big question mark, and I still don't have an answer, and I don't know where Boston College is going to go with this, is tight end. Now, you know, we'll hear all about Zay Flowers this this spring, and you know, you'll hear about C.J. Lewis and all this stuff at wide receiver, but for me. They could do everything at, at during camp, but we know what they can do. I want to hear about these tight ends. I want to know what they can do. I want to know if Charlie Gordonier is going to be the the next you know pass catching tight end, or if they think Spencer Witter, or if Joey Lucchetti comes back and he becomes the go to tight end. So when spring practice comes, I'm gonna be and I'm guessing at this point that practices will be closed. But I'll be I'll be monitoring and you know talking to my sources and hopefully we get to talk to Jeff Halfley, uh, because he'll he'll give us some information too about the tight end position because of any position you know I think linebacker losing some linebackers were big um, and Max Richardson and Isaiah McDuffie are both good but I think that they've already done enough that you can replace them and you can see where they're gonna go with that tight end I have no clue and I'd love to see in spring ball. Maybe a vision of where they're going with this, because right now I just I just don't see it. I don't know, and that's because practices have been closed. So we'll check that out. So spring practices are around the corner. Again, we're gonna start talking more and more about football as we catch up. I'm not sure what's the plan yet for spring um, in terms of a spring game. I don't know how they're gonna do that if they're gonna do that. You know, we've I mean, gosh, I've been following BC uh, football, and they've canceled now probably three of them i feel like in the last 10 years and you know some of them were big because like you know the marathon bombing there was the pandemic last year um but there was one year too i think they canceled it because adazi didn't have enough players um so i don't know what they're going to do this year we'll have to wait and find out and as soon as we're allowed to talk to jeff halfley i've already got a laundry list of questions to ask him so we'll we'll wait and find that out so in a moment. Time to jump back in and talk about another candidate, and we're going to talk about Tommy Amaker of Harvard, and whether maybe attempt number three will be the best chance of Boston College to lure him away from Cambridge. But before we do, I want to get into my friends at rockauto.com. Now, are you a person who's looking to do some work on your car? Why go to those big stores that are going to charge you 30, 50, 100% more for the exact same auto parts that you could get for a fraction of the price at rockauto.com? Now, rockauto.com has everything. They've been serving uh, customers online for 20 years, and they're a family business. You can get everything at rockauto.com. Engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks. Deliver it directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is easy to navigate. You just put in your car, make, and model. Boom. Everything that they have pops right up. And the prices are low and the same for everyone. So you need to check them out. Head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Now, if you've listened to my show, you know I've talked a lot about locked on today. And if you haven't checked them out yet, this is the time to jump in because they're going to give you the daily news on everything, all the big stories in sports in under 20 minutes. So check out Locked On today on your podcast directory. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. It's great. They bring in local experts that host other Locked On shows, and they talk about everything that's going on in the sports world. So check out Locked On today wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. I am the editor and publisher of BCBulletin.com. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if this is if you're a repeat listener, thank you. I appreciate every listener we have. And I I, I look at, you know, everyone who talks to me and, and think how blessed I am that I have an audience that wants to hear me talk about Boston College every day. <laughs> so it's time to jump back into B- BC basketball. And you know, we have given you a handful. if It's getting more and more every day of candidates that have been linked to the Boston College uh, men's basketball search. And I want to say the names that I've brought up are names that have been brought up by reputable reporters or national guys or people that I know um, that um, have listed these these coaches and and connected them to the, to the program. There's been a whole oh my gosh, I saw. A list the other day that included like Shaka Smart and Kwanzo Martin at Missouri. We gotta be realistic. I'm not gonna go over Shaka Smart's profile as a coach because he's not coming here. Um, and stuff like that is just a waste of time. So these are names that I wanted to go over. And I, I might have said his I might have said Mike Rhodes to start this off, but I meant Tommy Amaker because Mike Rhodes is gonna come up later. I'll talk about him in another another show. Tommy Amaker is has been the Moby Dick of Boston College coaching searches. It feels like every time Boston College has a coaching search going on, and I feel like it's gone back as far as Al Skinner, Tommy Amaker has been listed. Now, Amaker has the profile that you want for a head coach, obviously. He's brought Harvard into the tournament a handful of times. He, he has been able to recruit at an Ivy League school at a level that would probably put him ahead of easily would have put him ahead of anything Boston college has ever done. You know, he's bringing in four and five star recruits to the Crimson. I mean, you look at his statistics and he has everything. So he was a head coach at Michigan uh, for a while, did okay. Then went over to Harvard and he's had a 6.41 winning percentage. He's made the NCAA tournament. Uh, He made it for four years in a row. He made the NIT twice. And you know, He's won the Ivy League eight times, seven times. So he's done everything. Like you, you name it, he's done it at that school. The big question is, would he be able to do it at Boston College? And I think the bigger question is, would he ever come to Boston College? Because it sounds like he's shot. I mean, he's shot down Boston College twice now, I believe. Um, and I don't think, you know, given where they're at, they're in any position any better than they were the first two times that they've asked him. Now would he? Now, if Boston College approaches him, and says, "Hey, you know," I just looked it up, and they say on on if you look it up that he makes seven hundred thousand dollars at Harvard. I imagine that's a little lower than probably what he makes, but let's say let's just for fun say he makes a million. That puts him below at what Jim Christian makes. So say you want to lure him out out of Harvard. You offer him two million dollars a year. You talk to him about the the facilities. Hopefully, that Boston College and the plan that they have in place in, in the timeline. So it's not like a you know pie in the sky thing, and that he can understand. Hey, you know we're gonna have the practice facility done to twenty twenty two. We're gonna have this done here, this done there, and you're gonna be all set. Would he leave Harvard then? I've heard, and I don't know if it was just a joke or if it's serious. The Ammerer has said that the only school he'll ever leave Harvard for is Duke. You know, that's where he um, he played at. Uh, yeah, he played at Duke from '83 to '87. He was started as assistant there uh, under um, Coach K, and so he. You know, I, it sounds like that would be the only school that'll ever get him out of Harvard. But maybe you know, money talks, and he wouldn't have you know, he wouldn't have to uproot his family. He could just stay where he's at. I mean, Harvard's you know a 15, 20 minute drive from Boston College, so if his family's in the area, they don't have to go anywhere. I, you know, I like him as a ch- as an uh, a coach, and I I would be happy happy as a pig in poop to have him at BC. I just don't think it's going to happen. You know, I think that Amaker is, has said what he means and I think he's going to stay at Harvard. So I put the odds at Amaker at two. Um, I don't, from a scale of two to 10, I uh, one a 10. I put it at very unlikely. Um, I just don't think he's going to do it. And I think he's going to stay at Harvard for a while. And he's just going to be happy uh, doing what he's doing there until maybe coach K leaves or he finds a, a big time job. I, it just seems to me like going from Harvard to Boston College at this point, other than money, would be a step down for Amaker. Unless he really wants a challenge in the ACC, but I just, it doesn't make sense to me. So Amaker I'm going to put way down. Now there's one, one writer out there that is pumping uh, Amaker, and always seems to be pumping Amaker, I don't know why, uh, who says that BC is not, um, not in communication with him. Even if they are, I wouldn't trust what he thinks because it just doesn't seem like he's connected at all. So um, I don't know if Boston College has connected with Tommy Amaker or if there's any interest either way or if that's not the position that they're going in, Um, but I wouldn't listen to uh, that particular point of view. Now, in a moment, I want to look at Boston College basketball as a program and look at where Boston College basketball could be and where they should strive to be because I think – It should give us some context on how to build this program from the bottom up. But before we do, let's chat about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is a fantastic site if you want to make some wagers. Football may be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Heck, BetOnline even has award shows, TV shows, reality TV. You can bet on everything. Real-time updated odds and props on anything you can imagine. Just head on over and sign up for your free account. And when the first deposit you make, as long as you put in that promo code locked on, they're going to give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember, books don't like to give away money, but they're going to do that at BetOnline.ag. You just need to head on over and sign up for your free account. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Now, I want to talk to you about more than a game. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and successes of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than a Game. This week, we have two conversations for you to wrap up the month. First, a discussion on protests in sports across leagues, then, tune in for discussions on the importance of black history in sports, what's been achieved, and the important work left to be done and all of the discussions on Locked On Presents podcast feed subscribe on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts this is Locked On Boston College okay i just want to jump in on this conversation no no plugs here just i want to talk about boston college basketball and we have talked extensively about this program But I haven't really laid out what the goal of this program should be. So I have heard, obviously, that Pat Kraft fired Jim Christian because he wants to win and he wants to win soon. Now, I have speculated the firing happening before the end of the season because of a variety of things, and I'm not sure which one it was, that it could have been because of things behind the scenes that we didn't know about, that Kraft is trying to get a leg up on some other programs or something else. And so, I, you know, I, I, it's unfair for me to speculate on what the reason is. But I do know that there, he has very lofty goals for where this program should go. And I think that's fair. Boston College basketball has lagged in the ACC for over 10 years now under Steve Donahue and Jim Christian. They have not been competitive. And they really have become the butt end of a joke uh, when people talk about uh, the bottom of a power five conferences, you look on Twitter and gosh, if you put in Boston college, I use it. Cause I like to look to see what, what conversations are going on about BC. And if there's any good info to, 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 to look into, but people are talking about like, yeah, Oh, you just beat BC. And it's been like this for years. Like every fan base uses Boston college as the butt of a joke. Now I've talked about it at length before, you know, I'm a, I'm a Boston college grad. I graduated, uh, getting my master's in 2006. I lived on campus. Um, I was there for some of the best Al Skinner years. I was the year I was there when they were a top five team and they beat Syracuse to go 20 and 0. They were red hot. You know they had Sean Williams and Dudley and Craig Smith and Lewis Hinnett and Sean Marshall. That team, those teams were so much fun to watch, and I saw a, a level of excitement with that program. At that point, that I thought was even higher than anything I've ever seen at football, and probably anything I've ever seen in, in hockey. The, the, the Conti Forum was so electric for some of those games that you would never believe it when you see Conti Morgue now, or or when it, when fans could actually go to those games. You know what I mean? It's just it's a completely different thing. Now I th- I have to be realistic that those days are gone, and I, it and it's gonna take a while. And some things are going to have to happen for Boston College to get anywhere near that again. Because, you know, right now we are seeing teams, you know, like 13 and 19, 10 and 20. They're, they're always near the bottom. But this there's some things here with Boston College that can be built. First of all, I've already talked about the facilities. That needs to be a number one. And it needs to be just like the fish house for football. It needs to be the shining beacon of Boston College sports. Like that basketball facility needs to be something that they can show recruits and be like, hey, look at, we are one of the best programs in the state. We're an ACC program. We have a great coach. Look at what you can use here. Come to Boston College. And so they need to have all those facilities. They need to have the nutrition up to, you know, we joked about it with Jarman with the nutrition stuff, but like you need that. You need a dedicated strength and conditioning staff for basketball. I've heard that they don't have that or they just started using that. That seems like a no-brainer. They also, in terms of like that recruiting piece, Boston College needs to build into the AAU leagues because one of the things I've read a lot about is people just saying that this is Boston and there's not a lot of talent around here. That's a load of crap. Boston has a ton of good talent in this area for basketball. And if the next head coach can build that relationship with those AAU teams, you know, mass rivals, which to Christian's credit and Scott Spinelli's credit, they built up quite a bit from, I mean, Al Skinner and Jim, uh, Steve Donahue didn't seem to care at all about that, but that is a very valuable pipeline that they need to work on and to get those kids because there's, you know, three or four star talent constantly churned out at that program or, you know, um, Brewster Academy in New Hampshire and these other schools that are, you know, that are always pulling out um, good talent and they end up everywhere else except Boston College. You know, Boston College needs to change that um, viewpoint that these kids have. Jeff Halfley already done it in football. That shows you with one coach and with the facilities in place, you can do that quickly. So BC needs to get this coach to be able to turn around local recruits and get them interested. And so those pieces, you get them in place. Where could Boston College go from there? Like what would, what's a realistic ceiling for this team or, or what are some realistic expectations for Boston College basketball that we can kind of use as a barometer To hold this coach accountable and say, hey, he's getting his way up there or he's not even close. Maybe we need to start over again. So, you know, I I would love to see that team win the ACC, but, you know, I would just like to see a team, you know, being a team to be competitive. I don't want to see BC being I think it's a Tuesday ACC tournament team anymore. Get them up to like a 7 or a 6 team every year. And maybe every year or so, they go up to a 3 seed. Like they have a huge year, and that's that's their big year. They're a 3 seed in the ACC tournament, or the 4 seed. And then maybe, you know what? You get that, maybe the next year they're a 12 seed, and that happens. But, you know, they build up, they, they have a run. You know that kind of sizzles out as they kind of rebuild again. That's okay. So to have them do that and have those years, maybe they are going to be a team that could every, you know, other year or so jump into the top twenty-five. They're competitive in these games. They're winning games against ACC teams. You know, they're you're not going into a Syracuse game as a fourteen-point underdog and losing by forty-two points. No, you know, they're they're in those games. They're battling every team that they play. I think that's a reasonable goal. So, you know, I think looking ahead, what I'd love to see Boston basketball, Boston College basketball to become is just cons- is consistent. And that consistency can waver a little bit. So you can have those up years, you can have a few down years, but I don't want the consistency to be, you know, the 14th seed in the ACC, the 13th seed. I want them to be consistently in the eight, nine, go up a little bit, have those years where they're the 4 or 5, and then a couple years maybe where they go below, but solid years. And and those years that they're going to be a 4 or 5, I'm telling you, you know, Josh Pastner of Georgia Tech was saying that this is an 11-bid team. They're going to make the tournament when they do that. So you're going to get tournament runs. You're going to get into the NCAA tournament. And that's what I think Boston College should shoot for. And, you know, maybe... They're gonna have a special year like Clemson is this year or Florida State last year, where they can have some special stuff happen. But I think to have them not be the butt of jokes in the ACC anymore, to to rebuild the AAU and the facilities and to get that excitement going with the fan base, that's a big thing too. You need you need to get the fans back into this because students students don't care, and it's gonna take some real work to get them back in, but it can be done as, as we've seen with Halfley. You get the right coach in here. You can do a lot, a lot of things really fast that you never thought you could do. So this hire with, with Pat Kraft could be culture changing for Boston college. And that's exciting. Um, and I think Pat Kraft, from everything I've heard from everything I've read, he is an expert coach evaluator. Remember he nailed some coaching searches at temple for football And I think he's got he's a basketball mind, too. And I think what he's going to do for Boston College, you know, maybe it's a name that isn't as, you know, trendy as Halfley was with football. But maybe there's a guy that comes in and they start winning. And then all of a sudden you get excitement around this team and fans start showing up. Then you hit it. Maybe that that's the kind of thing that they're going to have to do. It won't be the immediate. You're going to get the immediately eye rolls and groans, but then you see the differences on the f- on the court, and Boston College starts playing better, and then all of a sudden the fans start showing back up. And maybe that's what maybe that's what basketball has to do, but we'll have to see. So I just wanted to kind of address that because I think I haven't been very clear on what I think Boston College should aim to be, and and I, and just to wrap that up, I think it's that consistent, you know. Just to stay in the middle of the road for the ACC with, with bumps up and a few bumps down here and there. And I think they'll be in good shape. So that's my thoughts. Again, tomorrow's show, we're going to do a um, mailbag on the coaching search. Or if you have other questions too, I'm happy to answer anything that you have. So shoot them over to me on Twitter. And uh, we'll also preview the weekend. Basketball's back. We'll get to see Scott Spinelli's first endeavor as a head coach with the Eagles. We will also get to see some hockey this weekend. It's a big game between Boston College and UMass on Friday night, so we'll talk about that game. And we'll look at the baseball series. We have so much that I'm going to have to figure out a way to fit this all in but thank you all for listening if you have not done so already please subscribe and like our podcast feed if you have not done so already on apple just give us a quick review it all helps other bc fans find us out and recommend us to family and friends i always ask that um and stay tuned we'll have more exciting things coming up down the pike take care everyone we'll see you again for friday's episode